BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. Today, Pretty Mike forgot to introduce himself again, so I'm here to let you know he's on the horn today with Tom Loomis from Unique Metal Holders, where they have a great discussion about his products and about adventure racing in general. Sit back, relax, and take a listen to this episode. It was a lot of fun to edit, and I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun listening to it. So well, I tell you, I mean, I was, you know, I think your show was the first one I really, um, maybe that was more of a national show, not like a local program mm-hmm. that I'd been on. And I was surprised that um, how far reaching after coming on your show, we sold uh all over I mean, we sell all over we sell multiple countries but um actually until this weekend that airing was the biggest weekend we had had with our you know metal holders um and then this weekend you know we had given some product out to tom manning mm-hmm. i love tom <laughs> yeah great I guy tom. i I've done a lot of hurricane heats with him. That's where I first met him. Um, and, and in hurricanes, you really get to know somebody. Yes. Um, so we became fast friends. Um, I had already done a, quite a few by the time I met him. Um, and so he leaned on me pretty heavily. And we, um, I think when we did H3X, everybody called us Tom Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was... Um, uh, giving out the product to him, and then he put he put the information out with uh, with the new tiki that we've released, and and we it, this weekend blew up huge. Weekend. I've seen I've seen the tiki, and I keep telling my wife I need to, I, I want it because I'm going to Hawaii in like a couple weeks and doing the trifecta weekend again. So that is did, my I, plan. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm doing Seattle, and and then that's what's just dumb. I'm doing the trifecta weekend in Seattle. And then Wednesday, flying to Se- to Hawaii and then doing Hawaii the next weekend. So I'm doing okay. two trifecta weekends back to back. Everyone's like, you're like, whatever. I mean, it's probably my only real, I'm not doing many races this year. And, and Spartan wise, because I've been focusing. I mean, I don't know if you, you follow me on, on, you know, everything, but I've been doing a lot of triathlons. Right. So yeah, I did see that. So I've been training hard for those. So, I mean, Spartan is still my, you know, my first love, but at the same time, it's like, you know, when you're training for triathlons, it's a whole different, a whole different animal. So, yeah, well, you know, what's interesting I, I see is, um, to me, it was Spartan and hurricane heat, um, stuff heavy. I mean, and it's still, it is still my love, but I call it my gateway drug, um, Mm -hmm because it's what took me to adventure racing had i not done that i never would have done uh you know my first adventure race or technically an expedition race 72 hours across the state of florida using a map and a compass um i so want to do one of those i i would have never done that had i not you know what i was doing was um i would do a four-hour hurricane or the way it would start would be a 12 hour hurricane and then a super. And usually the hurricane would end about six o'clock in the morning. Um, and then my elite heat would go off for the super, um, an hour or two later. 
So I'd go run that, go, go back to the hotel or whatever for a couple hours after running that super, go to bed for a few hours, wake back up for the four hour hurricane at me at night. And then in the morning do the sprint. And I'm like, okay, if I can do that, I can do, I can do a hurricane or I can do a, an adventure race. Yeah. And that, that's what started it. And yeah. and that's what one of the things that me and uh, Megan, um, Megan Beck, the OCR trainer, we were talking um, of the other day about it. It's like, you know, it's kind of gotten to a point for a lot of us. We started with OCR, but she's like, she's like, I just call myself an adventure racer now because I've, she's, I haven't, like me, I haven't done one yet where I actually bust out the, you know, compass and go that way. But it's not just OCR for me anymore. It's yeah. OCR. I did Ragnar not too long ago. I did the Sisu race, which is a 24 hour, like yep. your own adventure, you know, here in the Pacific Northwest, you know, I did that, you know, I'm doing triathlons. I'm looking at Ironmans. I'm doing all these other things, but I'm still an OCR racer, but it's more, she's like, no, I just, she's like, I just call myself an adventure racer. That's, that's what we do. She's like, now we just have to do an actual adventure race to like really <laughs> call ourselves an adventure racer. So she sent me one, I guess there's one in Boston. Okay. She sent me a thing for it and she's like, she wants to do it next year. And I mean, I'm, I might end up joining her. So, so some of the fun ones are, um, uh, where you do, where you carry your own pack raft and you have to, you you go out, you'll carry it with you. And then you enter in a river and you'll go down a couple of miles. Um, the, the newer ones can be quite expensive. And I found that like gear setup was, was between the bike and everything was Mm -hmm. quite a bit of money. Um, but the thing is, is it packs up super tiny. So you find yourself in the middle of that and you need to find a pack raft, hit me up. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll fly it out there for you and you can send it back when you're done. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to figure that. Cause that's the one thing that I've tried, you know, cause, and that's the thing that my wife will kill me right now. Cause I've already, I mean, with how much I spent on OCRs and, now all of a sudden, like the the doing triathlons, like the bike that I have, I got so lucky. My my father in law found it at a garage sale for ten bucks, and it's a specialized delight. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's like a three thousand dollar bike. It's a that I, bike. It's a very expensive, yeah. but he paid like ten bucks, and I spent three hundred having it tuned up at REI. So, right. I, mean, I, I made out on that. If I had to go out and buy a real bike, you know, actually, I mean, it is a real bike. If I had to go pay for the actual price of a bike, my bike, right. my wife would be like, no, right. Yeah. No, I remember um, getting into it and doing the first C to C and my first bike was, I think it was 1800 bucks and it was used and it was from a buddy that was like, Hey, I'll, I'm going to hook you up. And I remember thinking, Oh my Lord, I can't believe I just spent this much money, carbon fiber bike, really super light. Um, but I was, I was glad I did. And then, and then the next year for C to C, I got a hold of a brand new bike that was from a racer and it was, it was given to him to sell so that the, the, the company wasn't giving him cash and getting taxed on it. They gave him a product and then he resold it and it was a retail 7,500 and I got it for three. And I was like, I can't believe I'm still spending this much money, but you you need it. I've looked at a few of them that I'm like, I really, you know, wouldn't be bad having a, a nice one, you know, a real one. I mean, like I keep saying real one, mine is, I mean, it's a special, but it's a probably a 15 year old bike, but I mean, even 15 years old, it's still a, a really good bike, but it's right. like, I'm looking at them and I was at like the, you know, the bike shop the other day and it's like seven, $8,000. I'm like, 
that's more than my first four or five cars combined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, nowadays you get a really nice car that'll take you a hundred thousand miles. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah. But in the races, like I said, I did the I attempted the Ironman last year, and a lot of people know I I I, I DNF'd. Yeah. Because I couldn't move. I I killed myself in the swim, and then I just couldn't move fast enough on the bike. And the big problem was, was the bike that I had, it wasn't a great bike. I hadn't had a whole lot of time on it. And it's like, now that I have this one, I mean, you know, averaging 14 to 15 miles, you know, per hour, it's about normal. You know, with the other bike that I had 13, I was, I was pushing and this one, 14, 15 miles an hour. That's about, you know, that's an easy pace that I could hold for quite a while on this bike. And I mean, it's just so much difference and it's like, okay, I get the cost but I still it, can't bring myself to pay that much. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. I didn't think that there was a big difference and I was surprised that, I mean, even going from the um, one that I had originally to the, the next one, I, I test drove it. I went out there to the guy and said, he goes, just ride around. And within like four pedal strokes, I was, I was like, Oh my Lord, I can't believe the difference and how much easier it is. And when you are up for 72 hours and then some stretches doing a hundred miles, it, you, yeah, you're like, thank you for yeah. spending the money. Well, not, and that's but, the thing um, triathlons too, is, I mean, if you don't have the right bike, when you go to hop off and go run, your legs are smoked because you're using the wrong muscles, you know, and that's right. kind of it. And it's one of those weird things that you don't think about. Like, you know, like I did a, an Olympic not too long ago and finally actually finished the Olympic distance on a triathlon and you get out of the water. You're already a little beat because that takes a lot out of you. It's the swimming, go ride the bike for 24 miles. If you don't have a good bike, when you get off to go run that 10 K it's like, no, nope, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I've, I, I was I actually, one of my, my daughter's best friends, her dad does Ironman and uh, heavy, and then he's a trainer now, but you know, and, and he goes, you do what? Like he sees what I do with the Spartan stuff and the hurricanes. And he's like, no way. There's no way. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You, you're pretty fit and you do that stuff. And, um, um, he, I've always been interested in doing it. My biggest thing is, is I can't swim. I, I uh, dislocated my left shoulder twice surfing actually and broke my collarbone and this arm when even in hurricane heats and you have to do the bag thing over your head they look at me funny because I'm like (laughs) trying to hold my arm up in a weird way because I can't I can't get the motion so um, as much as I love water I can't swim. I, I mean, I could do the backstroke. I can do the backstroke and I love it, but I don't think that um, you're going to get too far. <laughs> takes a little while, but, but I mean, I'll be honest. I flipped over to the backstroke just to get a, a breather, you know, occasionally. Right. I mean, it gets interesting. This one was the hard part for me because I'm not, it's like one of those things, you know, and people who listen have heard this. When I grew up, I grew up swimming in rivers. So I only had to swim good for like 30 feet. Right. <laughs> And my wife's even commented, we go out swimming and she's like, you're really strong, actually good form, everything swimmer for about 30 feet. And then everything goes to hell. And that was my biggest problem. It's like, you know, I tell everyone all the time, I didn't realize till I actually got a coach that I was really good at not drowning, but I was not good at all at swimming. Right. Right. No. Yeah. Aren't they the same thing? No, not even close. (laughs) Not even close. Yeah. 
And that's right. the one thing, like you said, I mean, you get a Spartan is like the, the gateway drug. It gets you, you start doing it. Then we meet people like you and me and everyone else. And they're like, oh, hey, you're doing Spartans. Want to go do this too? And you're like, well, what's that? Right. Yeah. Well, and so I was in Disneyland this weekend and, and I, th- I sent you a couple of pictures. We took the Tiki with us and yep. we, we took it on rides and we fo- photoed it, the Tiki Tiki room at, at, at uh, Disneyland. And um, I had my pack with all my patches and stuff on it. And, and I remember the last guy we met, the guy was like, Hey, you do Spartans. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do Spartans. I, but I'm, I'm really into the hurricane stuff. And he's like, what's that? Like, I, I never heard of that. And it's amazing how that isn't heavily publicized, but mm. to me, that's where the, like, the, you, you, okay, you do the Spartan and you, you get used to obstacles and you can master the obstacles. I think it took me six months to not, you know, to pretty much clean the course and not have to do burpees and, and, you know, week in, week out, it's fun, but at, at some point, it, I'm not going to say it's not challenging, but the hurricane is different. It's always different. It's mm-hmm. a different cryptea. It's a different venue. It, the temperature is different. You know, you, when you're out there at night, it's totally different. And I, and I was explaining it to him and he was like, oh, what is this? And so I sent him some information later on when, um, on the drive home and he was texting me back just amazed like oh my god I can't believe I've never heard of this and I like like what you're doing and I like what I'm doing where I, I wore that pack not to show off I wore it to engage in the conversation um and and almost spread the word hey there th- th- that is a life-changing event maybe not the four hour 12 hour for some the 24 hour is like you know huge and then you know you get the agogi um i think a lot of people think it's un- you know unattainable uh, i certainly thought you know a 12 hour was probably unattainable until you know you you do the super the sprint the beast you do the four hour they get a good way to rope you in um and um I, it's great I, I love it so um and then i like doing like the holders because mm-hmm. um people then are like one. I like getting the response from everybody. You know, I thought I'm, I'm creative and I like to make things and do things. So just making it was fun for me and then, and then selling it cool um, and making a business out of it, but more getting the response from people that um, I, you know, I, I had a couple of people say they got into Spartan just because they saw us, uh, the metal holder and they, they thought it was cool and they wanted to like fill it up and didn't realize what they were getting into, but in, in essence, inspiring people. And then, um, you know, during hurricane heats, like I said, you, you get to really know people and then you talk to them and, and Hey, I'm going to do an adventure race. And, uh, I did one in Maine. I think it was Maine. Um, and four hurricane heat people showed up because I, you know, inspired them to do it. And they're like, man, you know, I'm 51 and they're like 35 and they're like, I'm not trying to say you're old, but if you're 51 and doing this, I certainly can do it. And, you know, I, I know two of them are addicted now and, and doing it. Um, so I like, I like just inspiring people and doing it and, 
And and that um, is sometimes the best part. It's like, you know, I've had a couple people because just people that follow me on Facebook because we've met through this or doing races together or whatever. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I've been watching you and I've been seeing you suddenly doing these triathlons. And I'm like, oh, I've never, I've, it's always been on my bucket list. Maybe I should do it And because it was always on mine. That's why I did it. It was a bucket list item. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go do one just for fun. Now I've done four, but anyway. Right. You know, still have an iron man that I or two more that I'm scheduled for in the next two months. And it's kind of one of those things that people are like, you know, I never thought about it. And then I saw you do it. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I should go do this too. And you know, and it, it's cool to hear that. Like, Oh, Hey, I decided to go do this because I saw you do yeah. it. Or yeah. Because you were talking. No, about it. Definitely. Um, definitely rewarding. Like, especially if people find you on, you know, I'm not a fan of the social media stuff, but it is a necessary evil. If you're, that is. <laughs> I don't want to pay for advertisement. I'd rather come on and give you product or rather give some to Tom and, and Pikachu. I gave some out to the uh, Alex, the Pikachu guy. Alex. Yeah. And so I'd rather support people like that, that motivate people and drive mm-hmm. people. Um, Brett Milks, who's, you know, the, oh, the T-Rex, T-Rex, you know, <laughs> Um I'd rather give stuff out to people like that and spread the word than pay, you know, uh, Facebook advertising or Google ads, uh, you know, thousands of dollars to advertise the business. Um, so that's, you know, I, I learned with you, it was a great um, avenue, great venue. Um, and um, ultimately that's where we got started with our, our, um, I've been, like you said, I'm, you've been out of doing some Spartans. I've been out because, uh, I think la- Thanksgiving last year, I had, um, getting my house ready for sale and I um, was moving some stones and, and I heard a big pop in my arm and come to find out, you know, the COVID thing and getting in to see an MRI, get an MRI. Uh, it was actually, I think I did it around Thanksgiving. I didn't get in until New Year's Eve to get it x-rayed wow. or MRI'd and I 80% tore my bicep tendon off. And, um, the funny thing is, is until you hear those words, I, I think I let it rest for about a week and I continue my workout routine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was training for C to C C to C was in February. Um, I saw my doctor at the beginning of the year this year and he said, okay, we can get you in in like 10 days for your surgery. I'm like, can I postpone that until after C to C? I've been training all year. He said, I don't, it's not a smart idea, but if it's a must, and I'm like, well, it kind of is if you're saying it's still attached and I can do it. So I went out and and uh did it and uh in February and um second C to C 75. 10 hours shy, or 10 minutes shy of 75 hours. Um, and unfortunately the year before the C2C event, um, Troy Manns was killed. Um, another team, he was killed um, by a, a driver um, that swerved into his team and killed him and sent his other two teammates to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year's, C to C, they decided to move a lot of it into the rowing. So I had 18, 16, 18 hours of rowing. Um, and I'm like, 
I could have taken the bike more, uh, yeah. more than that. Um, so that needless bicep. to say, when I got back and had my surgery on April 4th, it was the doctor pretty much just said it. Yeah, it was detached now. Um, it had gone torn off the rest of the way. But um, so we did that. And, um, and, and that day, my house closed. We sold my house that I'd been in for 20 years that I built. And um, our, our, I, you know, so I quit my job, which is um, a mechanic for 30 years. And now we're um, starting Loomis Family Adventures. And we're going to go buy a catamaran and, and uh, sail the world. So that's amazing. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I, I don't know how to sail. I, I've, it out. <laughs> I, I've, I've been on a sailboat, but I, I don't know how to sail. Um, in fact, actually, we just got back from a trip to Croatia for a week, um, got everybody on the boat uh, or on a boat just to make sure that we liked it. Even after we sold the house, everybody said, OK, I dig it. And um, so we started a YouTube channel trying to inspire people to, um, you know, step way outside of your comfort zone. And uh what I'd like to do is do Spartan racing and adventure racing all around the world as we're sailing um, and inspire people to do it. And my main bread and butter is, um, you know, being a mechanic, which I, I'm not going to do anymore. And so I'm really trying to drive the metal holding business. And um, so we're hitting it and, and I've got a bunch of ideas, but we, you know, so busy working um it's hard to bust out with them i had the trifecta idea a long time ago um just never got time to do it and so i love the tiki by, by the way like i said i i have yeah. the, i have the normal helmet that's downstairs you know with all mine so but i love the the, the tiki yeah so we put two um strong magnets in his pecs and um there's a little shelf down here and his hand holds it and and it fits in there like he's wearing a necklace um the girls are so on on etsy you can get them for 88 bucks um in this form in just the black mm -hmm. and then uh my kids are being contracted for 10 bucks more they'll paint the lettering in <laughs> so my kids are painting and painting the lettering in the which we'll have links to all of this on the on yeah. the this is put out so okay perfect yeah I so i hope if you're going to hawaii you're bringing those one of those with you because you need to get a picture with the hawaii yeah, yeah. oh yeah there on the beach yeah. so i mean if not yeah, I'm, I'm, i'll um, be in hawaii that's the plan I, I, I i'm trying to go this weekend i'm going to help uh at the austin 24-hour mm -hmm. hurricane heat andy and milo uh, we'll be out there. Um, some of some might know Andy was my, ended up being my teammate. I've done so many hurricane heats. Andy Hardy became my adventure racing teammate because um, she thinks I'm wild and crazy and nutty. And uh, and Andy's wild and crazy and nutty, so it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and even when when things are down, I'm usually laughing and giggling, even though I'm miserable. And so I. I tend to i like to think i'm decent company yeah when that's, that's awesome. going on but yeah so i mean i did want to come in and you know shamelessly promote our stuff but of um, course. 
more, you know, we're getting started. I don't know how to edit very well. I'm working on, I've taken 80 hours worth of editing and, um, you know, my, the first couple of videos are pretty raw, but I'm sure like, you know, you got started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look back and you're like, wow, that was pretty rough, but you got to start somewhere. And see where I found a way to make it easier is, um, I make Don do it all. <laughs> you know, what's weird though, for me <laughs> is, okay. I can talk to you. I don't have a problem talking to you. Mm -hmm. I can interact with you. Um, I hate talking. I even hate talking on the phone because you can't see somebody yeah. you can't engage and trying to make a video where you're just talking to the camera. Every, you know, a lot of people make it look easy, but I, my wife makes it look easy. My wife is really good at it. I'm, I, yeah, no, I'm not good at talking to an inanimate object. It's tough. And, and that's been the hardest thing for me sometimes. What I've tried doing, there's a couple episodes, if you go way back, I haven't done it in a long time, where I just did me talking about an experience like to the audience. And it's really tough because there's no interaction. There's nothing coming back. You have yeah. to fill all the voids. And it's like, oh man <laughs> this is tough and on one of my other shows that i do uh, it, it's the we do a midweek we do an episode every sunday and then a midweek episode on the the rabbit hole show and the midweek is just me talking and it's really tough sometimes because i start getting on things and then i i, I i'll go back and listen to it and i you can tell where you kind of backtracked a little bit on what you already said because there's nobody to talk to right. and it gets really weird so it's like always like oh i i, I prefer this having a conversation with someone because then it, there, there's feedback yeah right well and then there's a direction i like you said I, I i remember shooting my first one which i ended up completely deleting but i had gotten to the point where i'd gone down so many rabbit holes i was just i was chopping this out chopping that out chopping this out and something that was 45 minutes of recording i think i had five minutes and it was a mashed up yeah bag of crap <laughs> so that's why i like um, that i dawn is really good at it i used to i mean if you listen to some of the old episodes i was one that did it and you could hear like in the very beginning where i was editing it trying to make it good and after a couple months it was just like whatever they get to what they get <laughs> right right now you know dawn does it and dawn does a great job editing out he'll listen to it all right down wherever we do something that you know needs to be cut or whatever and he cleans it up really nicely so that's how i cheat at it i just found somebody else to do it for me <laughs> right 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 yeah um well and and i mean this is cool because you don't, you don't necessarily throw in graphics in and stuff like that but when you're trying to you know you get then you got to edit and then throw graphics in because it you're not going to capture anybody that's under 25 nowadays unless something zooming across the screen or something here and there but um ultimately that's I, I really just i found that the metals the the feedback of um the joy people were getting from it i i was you know i knew people liked it but but um you had people saying uh you know messaging are you guys are you guys doing well because i want to know if you're going to be around next year do i should i order now because i i yes i, I want <laughs> you know that type of thing and that that response is like man you know most people don't respond to anything unless mm. they're mad or angry about something um 
so for people to write in and say thank you I mean, we have over a hundred five-star reviews from people all over the place um and it's not like i love the product they were easy to deal with it's and a lot of times a paragraph of people saying you know what they say and my kids read it and are like wow that's really cool and so they see it yeah they, I say what's cool about it is like for me when you you know because you sent me the one and I have the the you know the helmet which I love it like I said I have it down there before I had the helmet and I still have some of them that I have a bunch of the wedges that I pulled off like some of the older ones that are just stacked up yeah I have a stack of them in the window next to the the where I have all the you know all the the medals hanging because I mean you know I've done almost 60 Spartan races Right. So it's like after a while, it's like, hmm, you know, but you still want to kind of put show like, hey, look at what I did. I did a trifactor weekend and that just gives a whole different feeling to it. And that's why it's like that's kind of cool to have, you know, the, the holders like that, because it shows it a different way of rather than just like right now. It sounds bad to say this, but pretty much every medal I've earned this year is in a pile underneath right. the wall because I'm just like there's so many. I just. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, and. And I think any more like like you or I, um, you do so many of them. It, it is you're not necessarily doing it for it. You do get it and you keep it or whatnot. But um, that was one thing that what I had the idea for the Hawaii one, and I had people that did say like I've done so many, and you know not that they don't mean anything, but you did it because you wanted to go be with your friends and have fun. But going to Hawaii and, and a lot of times you go do other things and and um and, and it's an experience. I've had people that said, you know what, your stuff is really cool and I really like it, but I have so many I would never buy any of your stuff. And then I'm like, this is my new idea. And they're like, uh yeah, I probably would buy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take my money, take my money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. And it's one of those things that's really cool because like you said, I mean. I have so many down there. It's gotten to a point that, you know, I had a conversation with somebody the other day. I'm like, to me, it isn't even really about the medals anymore. It's about the memories. But sometimes you want something like, you know, like I keep looking at the the Tiki one. And I mean, some people know how important Hawaii is to me and some don't. I, it took me three tries to be able to do the entire trifecta weekend because every time something went wrong. Actually, it was four if you count the fact that one year, the the the, the whole entire, yeah, it was the fourth year because the third year was when, hurricane came through and wiped out and we didn't even have a race so it took me four you know four years to finally get to where i finished all three in a weekend so that was a huge thing to me and for me it was i got lucky too it was also the year they gave away the for the first time that medal that said here you did this all in a weekend you know right, the weekend right. tripacta medal so having something like that would be like this was a huge accomplishment this is where i stepped up you know, right. so having something where I could put that together, like, hey, here, I did this all in a weekend, all in Hawaii, you know, and that's one where it's like, you know, where there's those special ones. Yeah. Having yeah. So we're working there. on, on um, Big Bear. Um, I think that's an epic one for a lot of people. Um, and Tahoe, I've got a couple ideas. I don't know how well it'll pan. I don't want to just put something out there just, yeah. you know for the hell of I could it, see, I, yeah, I was cool. thinking like Tahoe and Montana both of those could be just like the the you know the mountain metal yeah like that they had a couple of years ago that mountain yeah looking back yeah. on I think that would look really mm -hmm. cool on one of those the year that it rained and snowed and and everything was frozen up top so but they had that really cool mountain I think that would be a really cool like backdrop 
something similar I'm to trying that. to figure out how to you make know. that work yeah. i don't know how to make that and that's that kind layout. of it you know and, um, I, and i'm sure that's one of those ones you're you're probably like me you have ideas that run through your brain but then you're like how does that come together and that's the hardest part is trying to make it you know depending on what it is and a lot of people know this about me i'm an idea guy don's the make it happen guy Right. I come right. up with ideas. I tell Don, and then he comes back to me like a couple of weeks later saying, look what I did. I'm like, what the hell is that? He's like, that's the idea you had like two weeks ago. I'm like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. Right. 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 Um, the, uh, so when we do the hurricanes, we do the um, nomination stuff and, and um, we haven't been able to do uh, medallion nominations um, for military first responders, mm-hmm. um, active duty veterans, um so this will be the one of the first ones we did one um two months ago one of our past nominees gave one to a a new nominee over on the east coast um so that we've done it recently but but this will be the first one i've done since the whole covid thing hitting and um i don't know how well it'll show up and and we're still working on it i gotta color it but this is the medallion and it's going to be an army guy. And if you can see it, it's got the it. army pattern in it. The army um, pattern, which, Oh, that looks so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I know the, um, we've got actually four, we don't normally do four, but um, we haven't done it in a while. So we're going to do four. Um, we did the, the Marine. We have, we actually have a Marine an army a navy and a paramedic who is also a border patrol agent um as nominees this weekend at the four hour um nice. so or the the 24 hour so that'll be fun I, I i get a kick in the pants on that that's like my um no one is expecting it it's all usually a surprise so hopefully nobody sees this <laughs> um well if it's this weekend it'll probably go out after this weekend so they'll miss it so they will perfect <laughs> So perfect. So yeah, so that's the other one, you know, I like to do. Um, and my kids, um, we're gonna do, you know, if you haven't seen the endurance trifecta, you know, it has those colors in it, not your normal yep. colors. So we were thinking we'll color it in um the the trifecta endurance colors to go right. with the army. So I think that'll uh, give like a cool kick out and um we'll send you some pictures. Um definitely send some pictures. But, like so that's one yeah. thing that I wanna, you know emphasize too is it's not just one of those things like you're not just selling these i mean you also give them to you know first responders you give them to x you know current active you know and retired military i mean yeah. which is so amazing um yeah we don't you know the thing is that. there is i don't publicize it i don't you know people are like wow that's cool and i, I love the you know that where can i buy one and, and you know i try to separate my business even though we're talking about it here together, mm-hmm. um, it's not. We, you go to our our website or you go to the Etsy website, you won't see the medallions there because it's a Spartan thing. You know, it's their tra- their trademark. But I can hand it out. I can't sell it, but I can hand it out. And we absorb the cost as as a um, as a company. And um, you know, some people will donate. And um, when we use that money, we set it aside. We sent somebody to H3X, uh, uh, a military, a Marine 
that that couldn't go that wanted to go so we used the money that that we kind of got from people donating because of the medallion program um but i think we're at about 50 right now and all of them strictly from us um we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people like that no we wouldn't and, and, and so like you said it's amazing that you you do that i mean it's one of those things that i i think and honestly what makes it even more amazing is i know about it because i've talked to you and i know some of the people who've gotten them but like you said it's not a huge advertising thing you do it's not something you're like oh hey look at what we're doing because yeah. you're not doing that for the publicity of it you're doing it because mm -hmm. these people deserve it yeah and that's what exactly i don't want people to it's not a publicity thing for me and if anything it's more if it is a publicity thing it's just to get the word out mm -hmm. to people to nominate others that we do this and nominate somebody go to our website and nominate somebody um because it's gotten to the point now where if we do go sailing i still want to continue to do it but we have 50 guys that have received it that are like send it to me i'll do it yeah. and and send it to me uh, i'll do it too yeah yeah exactly um so yeah so I, I i like to get that out there just so people know about it yeah. um it's not usually hard to fill up the slot <laughs> somehow somebody tells somebody when i when we do put the word out there it's just that the program's been kind of like paused for two years <laughs> so yeah, COVID kind of paused a lot of things so <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you know, and that's one of the things that I, you know, I, I love about like when I talked to you the first time, because the first time I talked to you, I didn't know a whole lot. I knew a little bit. I knew of the, the holder because you'd sent us one and I'm like, well, this is cool. And then I talked to you and, and there's so much more than just the holders. And I don't know if people realize that. I mean, and that's one thing. I mean, to the, to the Loomis family and, you know, the company, there's so much more. Like you said, you do so many hurricane heats. You're getting ready to go on a cruise. I mean, the, the catamaran around the world sounds amazing. Me and a buddy have talked about like buying a catamaran and going to Hawaii and just like living on it and like renting it out to people and like making them, taking them for rides just so we could, right. on it. not like actually around the world, which sounds amazing too. I definitely need my ties for that, but I'm in. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had the idea about 20 years ago and the wife finally, um, you know, the market here in Phoenix was just insane for houses and stuff. And I mean, I built my house. I, I, it is a big gigantic house. We're living in a 1600 square foot apartment. Um, it was a 6,000 square foot house with 3000 square foot garage, um, plenty of room to do anything and everything I wanted it to do. But, you know, both the wife and I said, you know, hey, that idea you had 20 years ago, I, you know, I'm tired of the rat race. I'm tired of, of living in essence for the money and let's go take our kids on an adventure. Yeah. Um, we sold well, you know, you still have a mortgage, you got to pay off and, you know, um, and, and whatnot. And I, I, I insisted on being that person that didn't, um, you know, people weren't in 10 years, weren't like, why is that guy broke? He made a lot of money. Um, 
So we socked a big chunk of it away into a retirement plan and um, made it so you're, I'm still hungry. I still got to, I got to hit the pavement. I can't relax. Um, I I love doing this business. Even if we decided to not put that money in retirement, I'd still be pounding. I'm not that person to sit back. So, um, you know, I still be pounding it and doing it. And um, so I just got to make this work. Uh, I got to make the, the YouTube thing work um, as, you know, I don't need a ton of money, um, but uh, I got to make it work for the money, but I also have to, I, I, I love the motivation. I love um, even the small amount of videos we have out. I've got 1500 views and, and the, those, the comments from people um, again, like the Spartan stuff, the helmets and, and whatnot, you, the response from it is, you know, I've always wanted to do that, but I'm a little too old. I'm going to live through you. And, um, I love it. And I think, you know what, maybe get on the water and I'll, I'll reach out to that guy that says he's too old and he can't do it and say, get a plane ticket to wherever, and we'll throw you on the boat for a week. And, and, uh, you can live a little bit of your dream. You know, which would be amazing. It's like one of those things, like when I, and it always kills me with the people saying they're too old to do like Spartan races. I'm like, let me introduce you to this man named Paula chance. (laughs) And then tell me you're too old to do this. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paul was, um, so the right Paul was at, I, 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 um, small circle of friends. Um, Paul was at our house before we sold it. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul professionally does, um, appraising out of Colorado home appraising and um so my 15 year old daughter took him around and showed him everything as we had a bunch of Spartan people over and friends and and I wanted to tell everybody what we were doing on like a download type thing um the cool thing though was Paul later on actually called me and said hey your daughter actually talked to me she had a conversation with me that was intelligent and um, was articulate and looked me in the eye and spoke to me. um, Unlike a lot of the kids that are stuck to their screens and don't know how to engage. Um, To me, that's why I'm doing the catamaran thing. I want to, my gift to the world is, is my kids when I'm gone. And I want to raise good human beings. And Paul, Paul saying that was like, you know, he went out of his way to call me and tell me that. I was like, you think your kids are good when they're not around? But, you know, he was like, she was amazing. So awesome. I, want, I want her to, I want her and her younger sister to experience it all. And um, I think it'll be a great experience for them. It will be. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, I mean, I'm in my forties now and it took me, you know, until I was in my forties to realize sometimes, because I was spending so much time chasing that dollar and doing whatever I had to do. Cause it was all about that money. I had to make sure I made money, I had to make money that I put myself into a career that I was good at, but I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. And I hated who I was, but I had to make that money and it took like one day. And I, a lot of people know this when I left, like, cause I ran a demolition company. 
I was an operations manager running a demolition company and it was about six years ago or so. And I came home from work one day and I was pissed about something and I don't even know what. And my son said something and I unleashed on him and got about two sentences in before I was like, oh, and I'm like, yeah. I'm so sorry. This had nothing to do with you. I, I apologize. And I went for a walk and I went for the, like, and I went for like an hour long walk, just left, walked outside and went for a walk. And during that walk, it dawned on me that like, this is not who I am. This is not who I want to be, you know? And that's when I realized it's not about the money. Money isn't, yeah. you know, you hear the phrase all the time. Money doesn't buy you happiness. It doesn't. If what you're doing to get that money destroys your soul. Right. And destroys who you are and takes you away from who you are. And that's one thing, you know, I see with you, you're like, you know, we're going to give our kids an adventure. And that's what life is about. It's about adventures. Cause it's like, they always say who, who he, who dies with the most toys still dies. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to remember, you know, all those medals hanging on my wall. But all the people that I interacted with, all the people I talked to, all the people that heard these episodes, that's what they're going to remember. What your legacy. All the people you motivated. Yeah. The legacy yeah. you leave behind is how you inter other people saw you, not your stuff. You know, and yeah. that took me a long, that was pretty much in that walk, in that moment that I finally had that epiphany. And that's when I changed careers. I went into a career that I love. You know, I love doing safety. I love being a safety person. I spent today teaching 19 and 20 year olds who decided to go into the trades rather than go to college, teaching them OSHA 30 yeah, you know, and everything else. And I do something that's impactful and I love it. And I love my job every day and I'm so much happier. And honestly, I make more money than I did as a manager, but that was just happenstance. But I'm so much happier. I didn't choose this career because of the money. I chose this career because it made me happy and it just happened to work out that I make more money. But, you know, and that's what right. I love hearing your story where you're just like, we're tired of the hustle and bustle. We had the 6,000 square foot house with this huge garage, huge everything, but it wasn't what made you happy. You're like going on adventures is what make me happy. And I love yeah. that. And I love hearing that. You know, I found the thing that was very interesting was, is that I, I love being a mechanic. I, I did like doing it, um, but it was definitely a job. It definitely hustled. Um, and once we were done with everything, we moved into the apartment. And I would talk to people and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, like, I'm retired. And I said it probably five or six times. And the wife was like, you're not retired. You're making medals. You got, you got that business. That's a business. And I'm like, I don't think of it as a business. Like it's, I guess I'm getting a, I'm, we're getting money from it, but it's fun. Like I enjoy it. Um, and I'm, and my kids are there with me. And like you said, the OSHA thing, um, they're running equipment and, and they know I, I, I run equipment my life, my whole life, but, and my kids have long hair and they know I'm going to use a sander. I got to put my hair back. Um, they know, like, I'm like, you don't know what's going to happen. So you got to be ready to unplug the thing. You got to be able to shut it off because I'm not babysitting you. You got to know how to run this piece of equipment. If you don't know how to run it, then I shouldn't be standing. If I'm there, it, that doesn't mean anything. You should know how to run it without me there. And uh, the other day, my they hadn't run stuff for a while. And my wife was like, forgot that they know how to run stuff. And 
she was like, oh my God, I don't, you know, don't, don't let him do that. And I'm like, Emma's like, ah, mom, I know what I'm doing. You know, she's got a long dress on. She goes and changes and puts on pants and, and a tight fitting shirt. So it doesn't get caught. And I, it's, you know, when you do it day in and day out, it's one thing, but when you've done, you've passed it for a while and you haven't been doing it and then they come to it and they remember you're like, oh, I'm, they're learning. They're actually processing this stuff. Um, I'm like you, like hands-on. I want to be a hands-on dad. I want to be there. I'm not going to be there to coddle them, but um, I, you know, I'm going to be there to teach them and move forward where I'm not around every minute. And that's what you want to do. I mean, you want to make sure these kids are ready for life outside. It's like, I see all these people talking about, you know, the kids today not being ready for the outside world. And I'm like, well, whose fault is that? That's ours as the adults that didn't teach them. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I'm making sure it's like, you know, today, like I said, it's a program that I do with one of the colleges around here with in the company that I work for, where we teach the kids that have decided not to go to, they want to go to into the trades. We make sure they have that advantage of, you know, OSHA 30. I mean, today we actually did an aerial lift class, you know, and one of the, one of the girls in the class is afraid of heights. And I'm like, you want to go to the top? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, if you get scared, let me know. And we, we went all the way up. I took that arrow left to the top to the point where even I'm like, I don't want to be up here anymore. Let's go down. Right. You know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. For it, you know, and that was kind of, you know, it was fun to see that. So, and that's one of the things I love that hands-on. I love that. And that's why, you know, it's do what you love and then it doesn't feel like work. You're enjoying yeah, it. Yeah. It makes you such a happier person, you know? Well, it's interesting like that. Like, like you, you know, Spartan, that community, you people, a lot of people do stuff that they don't want to do. Somebody conned them into going usually. And then they're like, I, I don't want to go up the A-frame. I don't, I, I can't get over a wall. I can't do this. And then they realize they can. And then, and then they do. And I think a lot of people, young youth, you know, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a vet. I'm going to be a this because I want to make good money. Well, you can make good money being hands-on. I think one of my kids will be a vet. Maybe the other one loves hands-on. I posted a video on Facebook. My oldest Emma said, dad, I want to carve a, a, a spoon out of a block of wood. I saw that. I'm like why you go buy one that somewhere for, for five bucks. Well, because I want it. So I posted a video of her. She'd carved the whole thing out and she was just cutting the last little bit out. And I just thought it was like pretty amazing. She stayed up till till 11 o'clock at night making a spoon, but she did it. <laughs> and I think, and that's one of the things I think, you know, the Spartan race, the adventure race, all this stuff teaches us a lot of things of, we don't have to have a reason. We just want to, you know, it's like, I yeah. get people all the time. Like, why do you do these races? Cause I want to, they're like, yeah. what does it prove? Nothing that I can do something that I want to do. That's what it proves. It's like, I'm not out there to prove anything to anybody else. I'm out there to prove to myself that I can still do this, that, you know, at 40, I'm 44, I won't be 45 for a bit, but almost 45, I mean, I'll be 45 this year that I can still get out and do this after, you know, 20 years ago, having doctors tell me both my knees needed to be replaced and I haven't done either one and still being able to do this, still being able to run marathons, still be able to do triathlons. You know, I can push my body to limits that I never thought I could. Right. And everyone's like, why? And I'm like, why not? Yeah. 
And my wife hates that. She'll ask me stuff all the time. Why do you want to do this? Why not? Right. Ooh. Yeah. What are you going to respond to? Yeah. It's like my that. why isn't any less important than your why not. So, I mean, because right. I want to, because I can, you know. That's a good um, one. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Andy and I were doing, Andy and Kirsten, Kirsten, um, actually, you were talking about, uh, was it Seesaw? Seesaw. Um, yep. Yeah, so we did, um, we did, uh, Andy and Kirsten Constance did a um, adventure race in New Mexico. Um, and she just finished Sisu and then flew to New Mexico for the uh, adventure race there. It was a 24 hour where we rafted down uh, Rio Grande. None of us had done that kind of rafting, the pack raft. We had to bring a pack raft. Um, and um, Andy needed both knees. And that race, she was miserable. Um, and um, the crazy thing is, is that we won that race because everybody else had dropped out. Um, and I find that so, I was, I was in great health. I was doing just perfectly fine. Andy's like just muscling it out as best she can. And um, I think, a month later, two weeks later, maybe even less than that, she had both knees done. Um, but she was miserable. And um, now she's, she's back running the hurricane heats. And um, I, I found that very inspiring. I was like, you, you of all people have proven yourself. You don't need to be out here doing this. And she's like, I signed up for it. I want to do it. And um Everybody had dropped out the day before. We didn't have to finish the last day. Um, we were the last team standing, but we finished that day. We we're the only team out there finishing that day. We we're at the top of a mountain. It started snowing. We could have just ended at any time. And uh, she kept pushing and, and she got her knees done. And I remember hearing how uh, difficult and, and she was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back. And, and now she's back. Yeah. Which is awesome. I mean, and that's one of those things that, I mean, we can push our bodies, you know, after I broke my foot, I was told I would never run again. I would never get that push off on that left foot because of where I broke it. And I did a marathon last year in four hours and 39 minutes. Right. Is that a, is that a record time for me? It is, but yeah, you know, but it, that that's what someone who they told would never run again because of the foot injury and my knee injuries. And it's like, nope, I'll, I'm going to do it anyway. You know, do I have issues with both of those? Yeah, I do. But, you know, I found ways to push through them and, you know, do stuff. And I know there, <laughs> there there's a fine line between that pain that's uncomfortable and that pain like I need to stop. <laughs> right, and right. Luckily, so far, I haven't hit that I need to stop pain yet in my knee or my 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 feet. So, I mean... I just keep going. It's like one of those things. A lot of people know for the first seven months of the year, I did a 5k a day. And then at the end of July, I'm like, okay, my legs need to rest, you know? And I'm like seven months of a 5k a day, I think is a little much, you know, I think I went a little too far on this. It was supposed to be a month and I went seven. So it's like, you know, and so I, I took a break. I've, I've been only doing a mile a day since then, just to kind of give my legs because it was also, I did Sisu Ragnar, you know, two triathlons back to back in July. So, I mean, it was like, my legs were angry. So, right. You know, so it was like, it's funny how so many people just like, Oh, just kind of accidentally dive into it. Uh, any of this stuff. And, and, and so many become junkies. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And that's me. I mean, I love it. I mean, it's like, I literally, as soon as I finished the last triathlon, I was on, I was signing up for another one. And my wife's like, really? And I'm like, well, now that I've done an Olympic, I want to get another Olympic under my belt before I do the Ironman in September. And she's like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like now between the Ironman and September, I think I have two weekends where there aren't races. So I'm going to be pounding hard, but it's also, I need to keep training in the middle of that too, to make sure I'm ready for them, you know, the swimming, getting ready for that and all that stuff. So it's, it's a lot of training, but this, that's why we do this. So it's people are like, wow, how do you, like, how do you do it? And I think I, you know, like, it's just fun. I mean, it really is. I mean, uh, it's just fun. (laughs) It is. I, I, I don't know how to explain it to any other people. people you know some people are like well why and and like you said I, that's a good one I, I don't remember the why well why <laughs> I get, why not <laughs> yeah yeah right why do you have to justify it um you don't yara um yara 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 is mm-hmm. a really like her and i have done five or six hurricane heats together she's stayed at my house um multiple times she knows my kids very well um she's like the i'm the first one that's gonna be on your boat regardless of where you're at i'm i'm gonna be there and um we went to disneyland this weekend i was gonna drop off something at her place and i i I never made it but um she's amazing and right now she she i talked to her the other day and said hey where you at i think she was in canada and she says, I've got something every weekend till the end of the year, because I think she's going for 31 or 33 trifectas for the year. And she's wow. really close to it. That's, so, that's amazing. Yeah. The I mean, people you meet, then the friends you be, you know, the friends you, you acquire along the way is just. I want, I, I don't want to eventually have a, a year where I can do that. So I don't know. It's. I got to, I got to get in a different position where I can do that. Um, I can't, I can't imagine 31 trifectas. Um, and the I funny thing is easier if I wasn't on the West coast. Yes, definitely. You need to be like centrally, lo- centrally located to do well, it. My wife has her way by this time next year, it'll be Texas. So yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay. where actually in February this year, if, if everything goes as planned in February of next year, I'll be moving to Texas. Any specific place? Conroe. Okay. Where's that at? It's about an hour or so north, I think northwest of Houston. Okay. So it kind of puts you centrally located between all the the big, you know, Dallas, Houston. Right. You know. Well, and it's a big hub. That's a big airline hub for a lot of places. It is. The the majority of my hurricanes have been in Austin. Um, so I, I've gotten to know Texas very well, and it actually is a lot nicer than I ever knew. Once again, a Spartan. I mean, I've been to states I've never been, adventure races in states I've never been. Um, I think up until I started, I might have been to three states. Now I've been to, I think, 28 states. Yeah, my goal is to eventually do a race, you know, not necessarily a Spartan, but some type of race in every state. So, right. And I thought, you know, I'd had better numbers till I actually started adding them. And I'm like, I'm at seven. So, right. You know, I, I don't think done... I'd ever gone to Montana unless there was that Montana race. And then I was like, odd. 
Montana's beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. If it wasn't for the weather, that's where we that's where I would love to go. But my wife wants warm. Yeah, yeah. It's a little Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. Warmth. Yeah. So so yeah, it's amazing to hear some of the stuff that you're getting into and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I'm hoping that if you make it to Hawaii, we can we can get together yeah. in Hawaii. So that'd be awesome. Well, my buddy Yara has a place. She said, I got a couch for you. So nice. um, that's that's a tentative plan. I got to just, um, uh, my arm's not full. I would be doing, I'd be doing the 24 hour this weekend, but my arm is just not there yet. So um, I probably, I, you know, I really think I probably still will end up going. Um, I, I've been out of it for so long now that it's just, I got to get, it's a gorgeous Gotta get back venue. out there. It's yeah. A gorgeous venue. Hawaii is amazing. So it's one of my favorite venues. So it's definitely one of those ones, but me and my wife have a deal. I'm sure you've heard it. If I travel for a race, it has to be like a vacation destination. So I get to travel for the race, but she gets to come with me and get a vacation because she doesn't do the races. So, uh, right. So we okay. always go, it's always usually like a Wednesday to Wednesday. So we get there, have a couple of days of vacation. I do my races and then have a couple more days of vacation and then come back. So, all right, well, we'll have to, um, maybe I'll be, maybe we'll plan this out. Yeah. We'll have to hit me up at, you know, maybe we'll have to hook up and, you know, come meet in person. So yeah, but we've talked person. before and I, I don't think we've actually met in person yet. So nope, nope, no, not be, at all. Which would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I, I, maybe, maybe I think I might've made my plans now. Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like I said, it's gorgeous there. I mean, it's where they filmed Jurassic park, um, is where the, where the race is. So right. I will tell you this, if you do the beast, it's a real beast. Right. I don't think that just cause it's Hawaii, that it's going to be easy. It's a brutal beast. Right. So the, how, how, how does it compare to big bear? Have you done big bear? I haven't done big bear, but I will say it's definitely comparable to Montana. Okay. Okay. With the hills, and yeah. actually, in some ways, the hills are probably worse in Hawaii. Right. Because it's not. It, it, there's trails, but and a lot of them, you're literally reaching up and grabbing branches and pulling yourself up right. to the next level. Okay. So, I mean, you're pulling yourself up with your arms. It gets. Yeah, that's kind of how I rated. Uh, I think I rated um, uh, Utah. I uh, Big Bear, Utah, were the top like tough ones. Tahoe wasn't. You know, that I was that Hawaii is like just a little bit below those two, but it's it's up. There. OK, so. OK. But then the, the super and the sprint, probably the easiest ones I've ever done. OK, because right. the whole the hardest part of it, they take out of the super and sprint. It's only in the beast. And I mean, it's because you have to go up and over a single track in a couple of different places where you go literally up and over. And everyone's like, oh, it's an island I, flat. No, I heard the single track was really rough. You got to hit early. Cause if you hit late and you get stuck on it where we did a couple of years ago, by the time we, it took us almost two hours to go like two miles. Right. The single track, not because we were slow, but because we we're stuck in line, basically it was just a line of people that couldn't go. And then right. by the time you got over it, because you're in that canopy with the humidity, it just sapped your energy. Right. Okay. Really interesting. So it's definitely a different style, a different, race. I heard it was pretty rough because of the elements. Yeah. The elements will kill you. Yeah, but it's but then all of a sudden, like Montana, where you all of a sudden you think I'm dying, this is horrible. You walk around a corner and you all of a sudden you see it get the view and you're like, I've died and I'm in heaven. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, 
Right. Yep. Awesome. All, All right. right. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, I will definitely be in touch on that one then. Right on. Um, I had already talked to Yara and said, hey, you got a room? Because, uh, you know, the wife was like, we got to buy this boat. You got to keep the expenses down. <laughs> so I was like, well, Yara says that she's got a place for me. Well, there you go. You just buy the boat in Hawaii and start from there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> nice. Right on. All right. Well, it's it's been great talking to you. I know you, I think you said you had to go pick up, you know, your family first here. Day in of school. First day of school. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Um, make sure and send me all those links. And I'll make sure okay. that I get the the links to your YouTube, the links to your, you know, the, the, the shop, everything. So people can find you because anybody who isn't watching this on the YouTube channel and is listening, go to their channel, go to their, you know, Etsy, go to, go to it and look at these metal holders. They're amazing. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like, and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.